Coming up on today's episode of Membership and Subscription Growth. We really believe that um, the future of where things are going and where we are carving out uh, our place in the market is very personalized, customized, continuity-driven, convenient services for folks. My belief is at the end of the day, customer service is what it really comes down to. With new gift recipients like that, if we're questions come in, they'll either email us or they'll send us a text. So that's one way to open up the dialogue. Welcome to Membership and Subscription Growth Podcast. I'm Robert Scrobe, your subscription and member retention growth expert. My guest today is Dustin McAdams with PubJoy. And this is a fascinating discussion because while most in the subscription business are delivering essentially the same thing to each customer, PubJoy is really focused on giving custom experiences to each and every customer. And what you'll learn is that, wow, that sounds like a mind-numbing amount of work. It's actually creating the next big opportunity for Dustin McAdams and his team uh, because of the infrastructure and the relationships and the preferences that they know from their consumers. Make sure you listen on this episode because uh, what Dustin's going to reveal, the most important aspect of the customer experience for subscription boxes. We're also going to talk about how to educate consumers about customization options that they have with their subscription and also how PupJoy acquires new subscribers and one of the most competitive niches on the planet. If you like the show, subscribe. You'll get uh, more episodes of membership and subscription uh, growth uh, delivered to you on an ongoing basis. And also, post a review on iTunes. Let me know what you think of the program. And uh, let me know if you have any ideas of uh, future guests on membership and subscription growth. So with that, I'll turn it over to my conversation with Dustin McAdams of PubJoy. Welcome, Dustin. Thank you, Robert. Uh, pleasure to be here. I appreciate it. Now, uh, what exactly is PupJoy? So, <clears throat> PupJoy is, I would say, first and foremost, an experience for dog owners, dog parents. Um, we, our primary product is a subscription box service, and we are probably most notably the um, we're a very highly customized model. So we tailor everything for the dog owner from dietary needs, toy types, delivery schedules, size of dogs, size of packaging. So we really we focus on making sure the customer gets exactly what they want um, for the needs of their dogs on a schedule that fits for them. And then behind that, we have an e-commerce store for um, one, a lot of replenishment items if somebody finds something in the box they love and they want more of, or larger ticket items that – uh, typically physically or economically wouldn't fit in a box service. Nice. And, uh, I mean, you, a subscription box about dogs has got to be a dream marketing assignment because in all of your advertising, you can put uh, photos of puppies. Um, what better marketing could you have? This is, this is like a shoe-in. <laughs> Fair point on that. So my uh, my prior life was uh, advertising and marketing agency services, and I have to say, uh, marketing to the dog parents and being able to market around dogs is just that. It's uh, you got a lot of easy subjects. Dogs are really cute. 
folks like folks actually love to take pictures and share them with their dogs. So we do our job and make them really happy, and they do a great job for us, typically uh, helping to spread the word. <laughs> that's that's just fabulous. So like, why subscription boxes? How did you how did you look at this business and go? I got an idea. I can do one better. So it's a good question. Um, there were a few factors that, that uh, went in, and my partner and I actually looked at a number of industries, some nonprofits, some in the for-profit space before uh, launching into the pet industry and specifically with a subscription focus. Um, there were a couple of things. One was specific to the pet industry. We saw a lot of uh, historical stable growth trends, and we saw a lot of good uh, forecasted horizon for the industry as a whole, um, and specifically some pocket areas in, in that that uh, we're looking at some pretty aggressive growth over the next few years. And kind of the subscription continuity model, and I would, I would say we, um, we are a subscription service, but I think a little unique from some of them out there. We've got a lot of continuity focus, and that's where our growth plan uh, heads, but it's a fairly tailored version of it. So we looked at some of the trending that was going on across multiple industries, and I would kind of equate, uh, you know, multiple phases that the subscription economy has gone through in just a, you know, handful of years. Um, and I really, we really believe that um, the future of where things are going and where we are carving out uh, our place in the market is very personalized, customized, continuity-driven, uh, convenient services for folks. So at the end of the day, it came down to where we identified um, what we believe is a long-term growth opportunity. Wow. And with your box, are you, um, what do you think really drives long-term subscriptions? Is it the curation of product? Is it the value of the product versus what it might cost them in the store? Or is it that gift experience where, you know, there's a surprise that shows up in the mail and they get to uh, open it with their pet? So I would say everything you highlighted are certainly important facets. Um, my belief is at the end of the day, customer service is what it really comes down to. Um, we're, you know, we're in the business of experiences. And uh, we, as you pointed out, um, we're fortunate to have uh, clientele and dogs and their parents that, uh, you know, most of the time we're delighting them and we make them very happy. Certainly the curated experience, uh, the quality of the products, and we focus on really high-quality stuff is important, everything from presentation, packaging. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about managing the business of growth, retention, making sure we don't have high churn, um, we believe customer service is very strategic. So from day one with our business and everything that we've, um, everything we've done to date, customer service has always been a cornerstone of where we believe uh, the long-term health of the business comes from. And we bend over backwards uh, to make sure of that. And, you know, we live, in a, we live in an age of social proof, and it's very important. So making sure that we not only have happy customers but delighted customers, one, is critically important for managing retention, which is very key in our business. Um, and secondly, making sure we have loyal advocates that help spread the word. Awesome. And, um, you know, in most subscription businesses, 
it's pretty much like one size fits all. You know, the, you know if a, in a newsletter or magazine business, you know, everybody gets the same magazine, and in most subscriptions, you know, everybody gets the same thing. Uh, where you are, uh, you know, really mass customizing. So there's certainly a logistical. Um, you know, overhead and, and that you have to think through. But also on the consumer side, how did the, do you find that the consumers immediately adapt and love the, the customization that you offer? Or is there some education to, you know, either when they're on that threshold trying to decide whether or not to make the purchase decision or when they become a customer to get accustomed to making these selections and uh, customizing their, their subscription for the, to optimize it for themselves? Yeah, that's a really good question. So let's say a couple things on that. One, um, in our two and a half years of being, we have actually learned a lot about this, and we are about to undertake a fairly sizable uh, technology initiative that um, addresses this and a few other things and just in terms of optimizing and enhancing the customer experience. Um, I would say for us and where we are today, once once we have a customer of Joy, they become very delighted by the flexibility of customization. You know, you, you have folks that are, say, I've, I've, uh, I've gotten a few too many treats in the pantry that have stockpiled over the last three months. Can I switch it up and have an old toys delivery or all, all sorts of scenarios? So we really don't see any friction with that. We get a lot of accolades from it. Um, there is, with some segments, um, some audiences, there's, there's a little bit of education sometimes on the conversion itself um, and just acquiring customers and getting them over the hump. Um, and we've seen that where it, and it's, we've honed some of the, uh, the user experience that we have online around that. We've honed some of the messaging. We do offer a lot of customization. And for most people um, that are used to personalizing services, it's pretty uh, intuitive. But we, we from time to time get folks that we help guide through that. So we, you know, we do a number of things, whether it's proactive communication, trying to hone the, the website experience or the mobile app experience, um, as well as live chat and um, very responsive customer servicing. Wow. Yeah, I could see. Uh, well, it's kind of just what you've – so for most of the publishers that I'm working with that they're going, oh, yeah, I want to create a subscription box, just the logistics of inbound shipping all these items and, you know, thousands of items and then put packing them in boxes, labeling them and shipping them, that hurts their head enough. Much less <laughs> the, the customization, the app, the customer service. Um, how, 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 did you, how did you get your head wrapped around all of these logistical uh, aspects of running this subscription box business you have. <laughs> That's a very good point on that. Um, so we uh, we have we have learned through a little bit of trial and error, stubbing, stubbing our toes here and there, and we've um, you know we've worked pretty diligently on that aspect of our business. And uh, and I'm fortunate to have a partner um, in the business who is really good with the operational side of things. So we actually launched. Uh, we actually launched PopJoy with the vision of uh, being something much more broad. And really, our subscription box service was 
proof of concept and where we were going long-term with the business. So we started day one understanding that we need to figure out logistical complexities around driving a highly tailored uh, experience so we could broaden it out into a number of other things. Uh, and honestly, from, a, from an operational logistics standpoint, every box that goes out of our warehouse uh, is, in essence, a customized box. We, we allow customers to choose in a, a number of categories, 28 in total right now. But that means the picking and packing environment for every box is unique, and that means the, all the data and logistic operations in between that um, have to be very well coordinated. Um, we offer 100% customer satisfaction on everything that goes out the door, so we make uh, we, we work very hard to make sure that we are spot on with our execution, um, because if not, we replace it for free. Wow. So it's um, yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, there's been you know it's it's a learning experience. My partner and I both probably had. You know, backgrounds that um, allowed us to have a little bit of leg up going into this, but um, you know, it's a lot of trial and error and making sure we have that part of the business down pat before we really started down a path of scaling and growing. Well, it's certainly admirable the, uh, the what you've done because you know, your your you can see in the reviews and the unpacking videos. You just you know, you know certainly all you got to do is go to pup. Put in PupJoy into YouTube and uh, see how your customers love uh, what they're what they're getting every month, and uh, and and the relationship that you are you are building with them is 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 really a, a testament to what you have here. Is now is your goal uh, to build a list of pet lovers that you can then offer other products and services, or uh, expand the base into other niches beyond pet lovers? Uh, so there's only so much I can say because we've got a, a couple things coming really soon on the horizon. Um, but broadly, <laughs> broadly, our goal is to have some pretty rapid uh, expansion enhancements to the number of product categories and services that we offer to dog owners, um, and eventually um, potentially broadening that umbrella into pet owners beyond just dog parents. So certainly, uh, you know, without, without giving too much of the excitement away, we are going to expand into other product categories that extend beyond uh, our subscription service today, which is primarily treats, toys, and small accessories. Um, so it'll be uh, one, an expansion of the e-commerce offering, but also an expansion of a lot of things that folks can tailor their delivery cycles to whatever they want for a number of product categories. Well, and I, and I think it's really uh, off, unique to this whole subscription business. Is a lot of, there's been a lot of talk about the subscription economy and how the recurring revenue provides a great way to run a business, and you know, certainly there's no question that it does. But then also what publishers have learned for decades is that, you know, like Reader's Digest, when they got a customer, and they were one of the biggest subscription businesses on the planet for a couple of decades, but when they got a 
uh, subscriber to the Reader's Digest magazine, that was just the beginning of the customer value. They were also selling books, and they were selling other products, and then, of course, they became a, a sweepstakes business. Uh, and you know, their average customer value was far beyond the ongoing subscription of the, the magazine. And that's absolutely the opportunity that there is within the subscription box business. So I uh, certainly ad- 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 admire that... Uh, you know, very few subscription boxes have gotten be, you know, beyond the immediate logistical challenges of delivering a subscription box, much less trying to get to uh, expanding their customer value. So I think it's great that, that you are uh, moving in that direction, certainly admirable. Now, the, the pet, while the pet industry is large and growing, it's also extremely competitive. And uh, you know, there's a lot of folks out there using those cute doggy images in order to try to get attention of the dog parents. How do you separate yourself from the noise and get folks to pay attention to Pup Joy and become interested in subscribing? Uh, So, yes, you're spot on. And the honest answer to that is it's not always easy. Um, It is a very competitive space. a, cu- a couple things, and I would say first and foremost is um, social media and interconnectivity allows for a lot of advantages when you do the right things. So as you said, we've, you know, we're blessed with uh, really good customer reviews and a lot of um, social sharing where some folks actually market for us. And I, I don't think there's any substitute for the value of that. So we focus on nurturing that, and it will, that will, we will continue to invest in ways where we can authentically help facilitate that. Um, beyond that, we, we have a fairly um, – we have somewhat of a portfolio approach to our advertising and marketing. And um, it's, a back, it's a background that I come out of. So we, one, we don't try to place all of our bets in one area, and we constantly have a test and learn methodology around what we do, um, especially when we're talking, you know, in the social realm, things change so quick. Um, yeah, preferences of consumers can change on what mediums they're participating in. Google changes up their algorithms every, you know, couple months or so. So we have to really stay on top of that um, and always be in a mode of testing optimizing, trying to figure out how we can reach folks effectively um, at the best cost structure. And one of the early decisions we made was to pull in some outside expertise. So the agency who supports us uh, and the owner of the agency have a pretty deep background with other pet brands and in the pet industry, so that really helped um, out of the gate for us to pull in a lot of expertise that was specific to the pet industry that somewhat was complementary to the experience that uh, my partner and I had um, from our own backgrounds. Um, But at the end of the day, um, I think anybody that operates in our space deals with this challenge of short attention span, highly competitive, fragmented media type of market. Um, So you have to stay on top of it. But, um, you know, I think, I think the brands that are doing things authentically uh, and have really good customers have a leg up because there is no substitute for your customers marketing for you. 
Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's really smart to work with somebody that understands the industry and understands the customer. Um, one of the biggest problems I see with subscription boxes at startup is that they don't know who they're for and they don't understand how to reach the customer and what messages resonate. So by partnering with an agency that um, that knows that customer and knows the media that they're wa- looking at and the messages uh, is a tremendous shortcut. So that's absolutely admirable, and uh, and I can certainly see how that would that'd help you grow a whole lot faster than you would otherwise. Um, one of the things that I see often is the, you know, this opportunity of gift subscriptions where somebody may have invested, you know, they, they, they see a dog, they have a, a dog owner in their life that's a friend or family member, and then they come across Pup Joy and they think, perfect, this is exactly what I want to give, uh, <laughs> give my friend. And so they give them a gift sub- subscription. And while that's wonderful, uh, that's also now an opportunity to try to convert that gift into an ongoing subscription. What are the things that, uh, that you do? you've tried or that you've seen that work the best in turning that gift subscriber into somebody that's now paying to continue to receive their subscription? Yeah, that's, it's, um, it's a very good point. And we, um, we've, we've seen really good traction um, with holiday gifting. Um, we're a very giftable service, as are a lot of other subscription boxes. We've learned a couple things um, one is make the gifting experience very easy because the folks that are giving gifts typically don't need the type of customization specificity that somebody who may be ordering a, a service, you know, an annual service for their dog. Um, and secondly, with the gift recipients, um, we do not go out and immediately try to solicit them as customers. What we try to do is begin to nurture a relationship with them. They've, they've received a gift. Um, Hopefully, they are loving what they've received from Pup Joy. That's sort of kind of marketing for itself. Um, and what we do is try to uh, develop a, a relationship with them, typically over email communications, um, and just make a connection point. So when they're ready, um, and we know, depending on what gift they've received, what type, of, what type of cycle they're on, when they're ready, then we give them offers and hopefully – bring them aboard as, as customers, and we've had pretty good success in doing that. Oh, I absolutely love that idea because I know I've tried to give some gifts or sub- subscriptions to even even my wife, and you know, yeah, I've had to, they, the, the, I've been asked for bra sizes and different things that, that I don't readily <laughs> have. <laughs> and uh, you, know, even, you know, I might know somebody has a pet, or maybe even could estimate the weight of the pet if I'm a pet person myself. But to uh, to, to really be able to customize, it's a real challenge. And um, so I, I think I, I really like that having that gift subscription. Uh, you know, be a gift, and it you know, no fuss, no must for the giver. And then when the recipient receives it, then now they have that opportunity to engage and, um, and, and do that customization. Um, and so your outreach for gifts, is that usually, is it primarily over email? Do you also have inserts or other mail that you're sending the recipient about their gift? 
So, sorry, in terms of um, someone who's received a gift or in yeah. advertising for gift givers in the first place? Yeah, the recipient that receives the gift, is their communication typically over email or are they also receiving some direct mail either within their package or in addition to the package that, they're, that helps them understand that they get to customize it and know about the gift and that sort of thing? Got it. So we do a couple primary things um, with a gift recipient. One, um, in every box we deliver, we have um, high-gloss insert cards that tell them a little bit about where they can find more information on the products, how to contact us. So we've got texting available, and a lot of times, especially with, with new gift recipients like that, if we're getting questions come in, they'll either email us or they'll send us a text. So that's one way to open up the dialogue. And then um, we, with all gift recipients, actually all leads, all customers, we have automated um, kind of drip nurturing email campaigns that go out. So we don't try to, ha- we don't try to hit them with a whole lot of information all at once. Um, it's more incrementally um, keeping Puppetoy on their radar, get, having them get to know us a little bit, and making sure that they know how to reach us when they want to reach us. And then when it gets to the point of their gift subscription ending, um, then we present them with some offers to try to bring them aboard. And we're a couple other things that are, I think, interesting for us, at least, that we've learned over the last couple of seasons that are um, shaping where we're headed for this holiday season. One, we've, we've learned where um, kind of where the typical range is in gift giving, um, and that's led us to come up with a couple of new product offerings this year that will allow for larger packages all at once if somebody wants it versus spreading it over a multi-month cycle. Um, so think of it as um, more VIP gift type of boxes, and we'll have a few versions of those. And secondly, um, we're actually going to have a physical retail location over the holiday cycle this year um, here in our hometown of Chicago, which will be – that will be an interesting, um, interesting and fun test and experience for us. Yeah, I mean, it will be – be amazing being able to see your customers face to face and uh, how they interact with the products and uh, I guess essentially they're curating their own box right there in the store. Yes, they will. So they'll have the option to do either. Um, one, either physically buy something out of retail or um, order a more traditional um, subscription type of gift. Um, but, yeah, it will be a lot of fun for us. We, we'll get to do hands-on community things like uh, educational, fun, experiential stuff at a retail location where, you know, typically as an e-commerce business, we typically the most we get is when we're an event present. So it will be nice to have a sustained multi-month presence um, locally here in Chicago to kind of test that out. And, um, you know, there are going to be some other – there are going to be a couple other big, fun, subscription-based brands that are going to be involved with it. So it'll – I anticipate it. It'll be um, it'll be a lot of fun for us, and probably a lot of learnings that come out of it. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it's it's as fascinating because uh, most subscriptions uh, would at publishers that I work with, the kind of the reason they got into that whole world is so that they don't have to have a retail location. <laughs> and uh, but what you learn by having that and being able to interact with your customers in that way uh, is going to be worth more than any kind of research project you could possibly uh, embark upon. Yeah, uh, and honestly, this this one's kind of the best of both worlds for us. It's it's a pop-up store type of structure, which is 
um, you know, the, uh, it's, a, it's a structure that's had a lot of success recently, so we're not carrying the burden of major investment of a permanent um, physical retail location. Um, and, you know, we're square in kind of the heart of shopping area in Chicago. It'll be based in Lincoln Park. So we're going to have a lot of exposure to a lot of, um, a lot of folks that are really in the wheelhouse of our demographics. Um, so it will be, I think, great to get to, you know, just spend some time face-to-face with a lot of those folks. Well, if, uh, if you are a student of subscriptions as I am, I absolutely encourage you to check out Pop Joy, uh, both for yourself as well as, uh, you know, give it as a gift for, for your family and friends so that, uh, you can, uh, experience the product, experience the customization, uh, see how it arrives and, uh, and the entire experience because, yeah, what Dustin is uh, doing with his uh, Pup Joy team is uh, certainly, uh, you know, you know it, it's certainly a model to to, to watch because uh, it's tremendous. I can imagine as a publisher trying to uh, you know curate different articles for each and every newsletter that might go out to a to a subscriber, and uh, what Dustin is doing in the uh, subscription box world is just magnificent. So uh, thank you so much for. For, for being my guest today on membership and subscription growth. I appreciate it, Robert. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Membership and Subscription Growth. If you enjoyed today's program, subscribe. Give us a review on iTunes. Love to hear from you and love to hear what you thought of the show. Coming up next week, I really have a very special program for you. Uh, Brian Todd and Perry Marshall of Perry Marshall Associates recently interviewed me for their membership. And I'm going to uh, bring you that interview because there's a lot of great information in there about you know, how, and how not to be a series of one-night stands and instead build a relationship with your members, uh, how to grow a subscription business, and the key benefits that members really want and are willing to pay for. That and more next week on Membership and Subscription Growth. I look forward to connecting with you then. Again, give us a review if you enjoyed today's program, and we'll talk with you next week on Membership and Subscription Growth.